Uh, growing up, my, my family was always Catholic and, and certainly, you know, strongly identified as Catholic, but um, we were not always great churchgoers. Um, we had quite a bit of kind of up and down, uh, you know, mass attendance as, as we were growing up. And after we moved out here from Wisconsin, seventh and eighth grade, it was in eighth grade, and I think it was 1985. The year was 1985. And um, my friend Kevin, in eighth grade, invited me to his church. Now, we would go to our kind of local church, and it was, you know, meh. And uh, so he invited me to his church, which had a lot of stuff going on, Catholic church, great music and, and youth program and the rest. And I said yes. He just invited me. I said yes. They picked me up, went to the went to the church, and uh, it was fantastic. It was really engaging, really, really drew me in. And I was thinking about this. I don't think I missed a Sunday mass until I was in seminary, ironically, but I was ill. It was sometime around 1996. So I went for like 11 years and I never missed a mass at all. And now it's, you know, I take mass with me, so I never miss mass. But, um, but, you know, his invitation to me to try this church, to go with him, not only, of course, greatly affected me, it got me, of course, going to mass and praying and getting involved in youth group, and then I got involved in music, but also my family started to go back to church because of my involvement at, at that church as well. And, um, you know, his invitation had a profound effect, you know, first on me and then my family, but then also... Um, you know, getting involved with so many different things in church, getting involved in music. And then I ended up, um, after high school, I ended up going to Mesa Community College studying music. And there I met this scruffy looking guy from Sierra Vista. And uh, I didn't even know where that was. I just figured it was Mexico. And he was in the music program also. I met him and started, started up a, a friendship. And I said, hey, why don't you come play in the band? I was leading music by that time at a church in, uh, in the East Valley. And I said, hey, you know, come and, come and join us. Come and play. I need a bass player. He played guitar, but he also played bass. And um, that invitation changed his life as he became a confirmed Catholic and became a great musician himself. And he's now our musician, Chris Mulia. Just thanks for clapping for him and not me, but um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's all right. Um, but, uh, you know, that invitation, just the invitation, hey, c come and see, come and see. A few years later, um, I was now at a different church playing music and, and Chris called me up and he said, hey, you gotta hear this piano player, this piano player. And, and I, I'm like, okay, well, where's he from? He said, he's from Newfoundland. I'm like, where's that? Canada. Oh, he's Canadian. Oh, well, but so he's a nice guy. And so he was, uh, all Canadians are nice, but um, he, uh, he was at ASU and he was, he, was, he was already on his way to being a great musician, but, but he came and Chris found him and he invited him to start playing at mass and that got him plugged into 
you know, the Catholic Church a little bit more and playing music in different places. And, and now Matt Marr is one of the greatest selling Catholic artists of all time, just based on that invitation. Well, it's not all due to Chris. Don't clap for him again. <laughs> but Chris had a, had a you know, really big influence on him just by the invitation. You know, and Chris and Matt are, are, are still great friends to this day. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, my religion teacher, Father Doug, who was one of those Episcopalian priests who was married and had a family and he converted to Catholicism. He, uh, I've probably said this before, but at the end of the freshman year, he, he announced to the class those four, four boys who he thought had a vocation to the priesthood and one of them was me. Um, I wish he wouldn't have announced it to uh, the whole class because I was really trying to date some of those girls. But, <laughs> um, but he invited me, you know, to, to consider it. Ironically, his wife wanted me to marry one of their daughters and they would fight about it all the time, but Doug won, so that, that, that was fine. But um, through the invitation, right? I mean, it radically, all of these invitations radically changed my life. Um, if Kevin hadn't invited me to go to, to his church, I, who knows? Who knows how it would have worked out? Uh, if I didn't invite Chris to, to come to church and, and join us, who knows how his, his life would have worked out? I mean, it would have worked out, but it, a profound difference occurred, I believe, because of that invitation, that invitation. Um, and I know that we all struggle with family members, particularly if you're a parent. This is the question I get most of all. You know, your parent and your, your kids are not going to church, the babies aren't baptized and all the rest, and, and moms and dads, particularly moms, are really bothered by this. Father, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm telling them, but they're gonna go to hell and it's a moral sin and, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, how's that working? Not well, they don't even wanna talk to me. Mm-hmm, huh, okay. And how old are they? Well, you know, she's 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably not gonna work anymore. Let's focus on invitation as opposed to imposition. Invitation as opposed to imposition, trying to force people to do something. Well, it's interesting, we look at that, that first reading. Now, now, Luke wrote, you know, the gospel according to Luke. He wrote that, but he also wrote the Acts of the Apostles. And so we have Luke talking about the ascension in, in Acts of the Apostles, and we also have Luke talking about the ascension in, in the Gospel of Luke today. And in the Acts of the Apostles, we have that image, which always makes me kind of laugh, of the disciples, you know, watching the Lord go up, and they're still like catching flies with their mouths. And then the angels come, and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, you know, like, knock it off, get to work. He's gone, he's gone. He's ascended on high. He is giving you power to go out and to make disciples. Get to work, stop catching flies, go to work. And I think that that process of evangelization, you know, it changes based on the culture we're in. How do you do that? How do you do that well? 
and particularly in a non-Christian culture like we currently live in, a culture that is increasingly hostile to God and to religion and faith. I believe the best way to do this is through invitation, through just inviting people to join us. And if I were to speak to my vision for how I would like this parish to be, and I've spoken to this before, but one of the main goals that I have for this parish is this is the kind of parish that people like to invite other people to come and see. This is the kind of parish where if you have, you know, siblings or children or parents or friends, that this is the kind of parish that everyone is gonna feel welcome, no matter where they're at. If they're really horrible Catholics like me, they feel welcome. If they're, you know, if they're good Catholics, whatever that means, they feel welcome. If they've been away for a long time, they feel welcome. And one of the things that I'm most proud of you um, as your priest is how welcoming you are to people. I've, I've been told many, many times from people who have come here for the first time how welcome they feel. And, and this is intentional, right? I mean, because we don't always feel like necessarily extending ourselves to, to make people feel welcome. You know, sometimes we're just not having a good morning or whatever, but, but I believe that our community does a really good job of seeking out people who maybe are here for the first time and just helping each other to feel welcome for us to be bonded together and in union with each other as a community. It's a great, great thing. And as you know, it's not that way everywhere. You know, at our parish, we like to, we like to laugh. We like to, we like to have joy. We like to do fun things together. We like to eat a lot of donuts together. <laughs> we probably need some healthy options, but, um, you know, this is, I believe, a good thing. There's plenty of other Catholic churches you can go to and be miserable. You know, if that's your deal, then you can go and join the Jansenist crowd at Our Lady of Misery. But here, we don't want to do that. And um, it's really a testament to you um, how welcoming and joyful you are. So what I'd like you to consider today, and as I ask this question, I am not intending at all to stir up in anybody feelings of guilt or, or shame, none of that stuff. It's just a, it's a question for you to examine for, for your own life. How many times have you taken that opportunity to invite somebody to join us? Is that something that maybe you have done it a lot, but maybe that's hard for you. But I believe that this methodology of just invitation is the easiest way to do it, and it's really the most effective way to bring people to the Lord. And if you look at your life and the people in your life, there's a good chance that there are some friends, coworkers, uh, schoolmates, well, you're not in school right now, most people, um, but, but classmates, coworkers, uh, acquaintances, family members, et cetera, you get it. There are people who you could extend that invitation to. Not the imposition, you better go to church, the welcoming of, hey, I belong to this great church, you know, and the pastor is just amazing. You can talk about that a lot. <laughs> but the music is great, you know, he's amazing, the welcoming, the, the you know, the 
the spread after mass is great. There's an incentive to be good for your kids because they get donuts and chocolate milk now. I mean, there's just a lot of good things happening. And so think about this this week. Think about it today. Think about it this week. And, and try to maybe find a few people in your life who need that invitation, who could really benefit from that invitation. And then I, I challenge you to, to extend yourself and just invite them. Hey, join us. I'll meet, we'll meet you at Mass on Sunday. Join us. Please join us. See what is happening. Now, if you look at Jesus, if you look at the Gospels, this is how he did it. He invited. And he used parables that talked about invitation, not imposition, invitation. Come and see. Come and see the goodness, the glory, and the splendor of God. Come and see it made manifest in the sacred liturgy and in this community. Come and see the goodness that we can share together. You never know whose life you might radically change for the better. Please stand.